0: Turn that down, turn me up, what Dre say? Hey, what's good, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Idea of Manhood podcast, uh, it's your boy Five Mics, husband, father, educated writer, MC. the microphone gives me wings, this is the Idea of Manhood podcast where we discuss um, addressing the narrative of manhood and just creating and reestablishing our own narrative as men, um, thank you for joining the space uh, I've been yo I can't even I, I don't even know where the time's gone um, I'm a dad and so you know it's June 21st school year just ended um, and so all my parents out there know those last few weeks of school are all a blur you know the 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 teachers stop giving work um, and, and start handing out fake assignments to keep the kids busy. So the kids have mad energy, and then there's all these award ceremonies and field days and, um, you know, promotion ceremonies and fake graduations, and, you know, my daughter is going from pre-K to kindergarten. My son is going from fifth to sixth grade. So, you know, transitional area, transitional times, um, and so their schools did all sorts of final week programs. So I've been, all that to say is that it's been busy. Um... But to highlight that topic, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people about uh, these promotion ceremonies, these graduations that a lot of schools are doing. you know, my son going from fifth grade to sixth grade, you know, they had a promotion ceremony. It was appropriate. You know, it was in the school. It was very light, a light lift. Um, they gave out end of the year awards. There wasn't like, you know, cap and gowns and walking across the stage. They literally read each kid's name, gave their parents a the time to take pictures, and then gave out the end-of-the-year awards, you know, honor roll, sports, this, that, the other. So, so that was cool. Uh, we were in and out in an hour and 15 minutes. My daughter, going from pre-K to kindergarten, it was a bit ridiculous. I mean, they had white cap and gowns for the girls, red ones for the boys. They processed into pomp and circumstance. You know, they sat on stage, they sang, I Believe I Can Fly. Uh, uh, by R. Kelly Um, they had all sorts of it, it, it was a big production Uh, that was for the parents the kids I'm sure if I asked my daughter about it now she wouldn't remember it or wouldn't care and it won't have a lasting impact in her life and so my question is as educators why do it I mean what's what's the point the point is to please the parents the point is to um, you know uh, appease and please the parents you know uh, this pre-K daycare was expensive and parents want to see, you know, that moment and get all their pictures and smile and be like, you made it. I was so frustrated at this event. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that I didn't want to be there. You know, my daughter was happy about it. They had been practicing for months, but, you know, just as an educator, you know, it was mostly all black kids in there. Um... I think, I don't know, I, I just didn't like the optics of it. I didn't like what it looked like. I didn't like, you know, the messages that we were sending as a community. I don't think that they were, um, I don't know. I don't think it was necessary at all. But um, I'm giving all this preface to say, you know, where I've been over the last, I think, three weeks. I think I haven't posted a, uh, an episode in three weeks um, I'm preparing for a busy summer too. I mean, work is ramping up. Uh, in my job, we go out and talk with students throughout the summer as they prepare to get ready for college. So it's like a, almost like a motivational tour. Um, and the thing that's funny is that um, I should be doing this on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like I should be, you know, a lot of the messaging that we're that we're delivering to students in this you know transition tour is like, stuff that comes from my creative space. And a lot of it is based on how I deliver it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a job. I like it. It's cool. And I get a lot of, you know, it's nice. But every time I go out into the city and I speak to groups of students, it's like, I I should be doing this on my own. But, I mean, at the same time, to keep perspective and to be realistic, you know, maybe I wouldn't have... um, the same reach by myself. Maybe I wouldn't have the same. Um, what is that thing called that people need to see? To sh- you know, for them to know that you're real. You know, if it was just me, maybe people would be like, "Oh, you don't know what he's talking about." But being that I'm backed by my agency, <clears throat> you know, people, uh, uh, you know, feel a little bit more comfortable. So I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but. This summer is going to be a lot of speaking, a lot of me out on the road, a lot of talking to students, a lot of talking to parents about this next transition in their life. Um, in a few weeks, I'm going to be heading up to Virginia State to speak with the group of students um, for a workshop. It's going to be a two to three day event. And... Um, I'll be leading. So I'll be the keynote speaker and and leading some workshops and interviewing skills and confidence building and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's just it's it's a blessed time, you know. It's it's good to be busy, you know. I'm blessed to be busy, you know. There's some people that don't have that opportunity, and I'm busy doing things I love to do, whether it's with the family, whether it's um, you know stuff at work. Even though sometimes it frustrates me. Um, it is still a blessing to be able to do this kind of work And so, what I wanted to talk about today Was uh, kind of an abrupt term, but not really It all makes sense um, But I was, I was reflecting recently on uh, You know, my time in college In my fraternity, right? And I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated um, The first, the oldest, the coldest, the boldest like, I don't know. I'm just making up rhyming adjectives now. But no, uh, I'm a member of, uh, of Alpha. And, um, you know, something that stuck with me from the very beginning, from literally like my first day going through the membership intake process, wink. Um, you know, we, we had to memorize and we became very acquainted with the poem Invictus, by Sir William Ernest Henley, right, and so you know at that time I thought it was just I thought that was the Alpha thing, like yo, Invictus is ours, you know that's that's our joint. But you know as you find out throughout your time in college and afterwards is that you know a, a lot of a lot of organizations, not just fraternity sororities, but a lot of organizations use Invictus as like a personal, um, you know, a, a, a motivational poem. Uh, a motivational um, literary uh, force uh, it's such a powerful um, it's such a powerful poem and what I'm trying to do myself personally is I'm trying to utilize Invictus as the foundation of my speeches right of when I go out and give motivational speeches I'm trying to use Invictus, and that experience of joining a fraternity as you know um you know as as the foundation of what i'm doing out there that passion and that that unknowing time in my life joining fraternity as an 18 year old uh, freshman you know um and so for those that don't know you know for those that don't know i want to share invictus with you i want to read the poem and i want to break it down stanza by stanza To highlight as men, you know, thinking about the idea of manhood, how powerful these words are to this day and how we could use it when we're raising our daughters and sons, when we're teaching in schools, when we're in the community, um, when we're talking to people. You know, Invictus is one of those poems that always sticks with me when I'm going through a tough time, when I'm running, when I was literally when I was running my marathon, October 27, 2013. Mile 18, I hit every single wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, the proverbial wall, I hit it. And, um, you know, I was saying in my mind i'm the master of my fate i'm the captain of my soul i'm the master of my fate i'm the captain of my soul and i was repeating that i was like master of my fate captain of soul master of my fate captain like every step in my mind and um, you know even as i say it now it's just something about those words that give me chills uh, the power of the words but then also the time in which i learned it and the environment in which i learned it is something that's very very near and dear to me and i think that i want to capture that And share it with young people You know what I'm saying Not in a corny way Like Everybody now You know Hip hop Is the way that That we know young men Young people Learn Like the way you express yourself Is through hip hop Everybody's talking about Bars You know Who has bars Who has that lyricism Who has that delivery And I'm telling you When you listen to And when you read Invictus By Sir William Ernest Henley I'm talking Bars Bars my dude Sir William Ernest Henley was dropping Those bars in I don't even know I can't even remember when the poem Was written Nineteen, eighteen, somebody, Something But let me read the poem and then I'm going to break it down Line by line And I'm going to try to read it by memory to see if I got Skills still I don't know Because like you know everybody in the train, You know like when you're in that moment Like I almost have to read it like I learned it you know I have to, I have to recite it like, you know, I'm at a probane, I'm linked up with my LBs, like comes to me. Black pole. I think of it like that. But y'all y'all know about that. That might be too intense for y'all. You know, I probably just scared a lot of people right there when I did that. Uh, <laughs> but no but for real. Um Yo that know, just just repeating it in that in that cadence. It like, gets you to a space. I know my LBs feel it, I know my brothers feel it. You know, all fraternities and sororities that use Invictus is something out of that that covers me. Black as a pit from pole pole. I thank what I got like me. Okay, I'm not even right, Let me just read it. Let me relax, relax, Mike. Okay, so here's the poem Invictus by Sir William Ernest Henley. Now, out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the fell clutches of circumstance. Actually, he says. In the fell clutch, one clutch, bars. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place, of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. You got beating your chest when you say that. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Let me tell you about these bars, man. Sir William Ernest Henley was dropping so many bars. There's so many subtleties to these stanzas. When I talk about lyricism, when I talk about, you know, just how he used alliteration and some of the words the sentence structure, the stanza structure, the number of syllables and the words, like it's so deep on so many levels, I want to break it down bar for bar, and just, this is really I'm really working right now, I'm I'm doing double duty, I'm, I'm recording a podcast, but I'm also planning for my speech at Virginia State, because this is what I'm going to use. So when he talks about out of the night that covers me, black is the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever God's may be for my unconquerable soul. So listen, out of the night. So he's in the dark. We've all been in that place where it's dark. We feel like we're alone. Black is the pit from pole to pole. So from end to end, from top to bottom, it's black. He's by himself The night is covering him I thank whatever gods may be So you know at this time He's not thanking God as we may know him God Jesus Christ Allah Buddha. He's thanking all of them I thank whatever gods may be So at that point in time Henley is I I think He's opening up his poem To a variety of Readers Because he didn't say, he could have been like, I thank Jesus for my unconquerable soul. He could have said, I thank Allah. He could have said, I thank God. He he said, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. My unconquerable soul. What does it mean to be unconquerable? Unconquerable? So from the jump, he said he can't be beat. My unconquerable, did he say body? No. He didn't say my unconquerable body, because your body can be conquered. From your unconquerable soul. That's really, really important. If you're talking to kids, if you're talking to your son or daughter that's having a difficult time, you, you gotta tell them your soul is unconquerable, son. Your soul is unconquerable, baby girl. You know what I'm saying? That those words coming from a father, I mean you just can't imagine how much that can impact. Now in the fell clutches, in the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but I'm bound. Now, this stanza right here is the most visual in my mind. In the fell clutch, so of circumstance. So he's not saying something in particular happened to him. Just the circumstance. And it's got him in the clutch. It's got him held. It's got him like. When someone clutches you, they got you, right? So in the fell, in the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced. So he didn't even, you know, he didn't even buck. He didn't cry out loud. I have not winced nor cried aloud. Now this is this is be, 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 beast right here. Deep and beast is beast right here. <laughs> Under the bludgeonings of chance. Mm. My God. under the bludgeon. so when you're getting bludgeoned do you understand I need you look that up I'm not gonna tell you what it means when you're getting bludgeoned by chance bars when you talk about bars he's getting bludgeoned by chance chance has him in the corner and is doing a number to his body like body blow body blow chance that's just like things happen that's what that's saying Things happen to everybody Everybody runs in By chance you might get into a car accident By chance you might get fired from your job By chance you might get Something else devastating Might happen to you And he's saying under the bludgeoning Of chance My head is bloody But I'm bowed So think about it Chance is bludgeoning you In the corner Body belt Bow 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 and he's saying, my head is bloody, but I'm bowed. So he's getting beat up. Bloody. But again, you got to remember, he's not talking about his body. Because he said earlier, my inconquerable soul. You see what I'm saying? So all this is happening internally, right? And so I think a lot of times when we're talking to young people about the things that are happening, we're talking about things outside. We're talking about bullying. We're talking about social media. We're talking about all these things that are impacting them from the outside. Their, their phones, their, their schoolwork. But all of this, in this poem, in this, uh, in this way, Is happening internally. His unconquerable soul. His head is bloody. But unbowed. Are you kidding me? So powerful. Okay moving on. (laughs) Beyond this place of wrath and tears. looms, but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years. Finds. And shall find me. Unafraid. Mm. Beyond this place. Where we are right now. Think about it. Where are we right now? We're in the United States of America. We have a maniacal, diabolical, tyrant, tarantula That's not the right word. A tyrant that is the president of the United States. As a result of his rhetoric, there are countless, uh, 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 there are countless Disagreements, fights, arguments, violence against poor people, people of color, gay people, cops are killing unarmed black men and women in the street in cold blood. There are people that are attacking Muslim people with no uh, uh, with no fear and no care in the world. So what he's saying, beyond this place of wrath and tears that we're in right now, and he was in when he wrote this poem 200 years ago, beyond this place looms but the horror of the shade. Now think, hoo-hoo, bars. Think about this. He's saying beyond where we are right now, there's more. You know what I'm saying? Looms but the horror of Of the shade Mm. What happens in the shade? You can't see it You can't see what's in the shade So people fear what they don't know, right? See, this is the fear of the unknown We all scared Everybody right now is reacting out of fear From the president all the way on down Fear Beyond this crazy place that we're in right now Looms but the horror of the shade And yet the menace of the years Who are the menaces in your life? Who are the menaces? Name them. Write them on a piece of paper. Burn it. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. So it's talking about standing in your fear. Those people that are looking for you. The people that you're scared of. Those people that are menaces to you. Let them find you now. And let them find you in the future not shook you know what I'm saying I'm trying to break this down for young people and people to understand the bars that Sir William Ernest Henley was dropping for us right alright last stanza it matters not how straight the gate it matters not how straight the gate how childhood how charged with punishment the scroll now what does that mean now i've had a lot of conversations about what this actually means right here it matters not how straight the gate some people say that the gate he's talking about the heaven's gate like getting into heaven so it doesn't matter how straight that gate is or how narrow it is or how charged with punishment to scroll so the scroll in my mind and what i've talked with the you know some people about Is the scroll that sometimes St. Peter has When you're entering the gates of heaven Bars ooh, ooh, ooh. He said it matters not how straight the gate How charged with punishment to scroll So he's saying it doesn't matter If I'm going to heaven or hell That's what he's saying And I don't think he means like actual heaven or hell I think he's just saying it doesn't matter If things are going great for him Or if things are going horrible for him How charged with punishment. So all the things that God might punish you over. That might be looming over you. That might be uh, weighing heavily on you. That might be beating you down. That might be causing you to respond and to act in a fearful way. Or out of fear instead of love. He's saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how straight the gate. Or how charged with punishment the scroll. I I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And I'm going to have the students I'm talking to repeat that. I am the master of my fate. And have them beat on their chest. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Right? There's so much personal responsibility in this poem. There's so much uh, visual... um, I can't even think, I I don't have bars like Sir William Ernest Henley, but there's so much, you can see so much about where he was when he was writing this poem. And what I see is that a lot of our young people, hey, forget that. A lot of us can relate to these words, especially in a time like today. I feel like we all should be reading and reciting Invictus before we get on the Mark train in the morning, before we get on on the subway, before we get on the metro, before we get in our car and hop on 495 or Route 1 or wherever you are. We all need to read Invictus and we all need to take personal responsibility that basically it doesn't matter what is going on around you. It doesn't matter how much control you have or how much control you perceive has been taken away from you. It doesn't matter how scared you are, how many people you think are there to take you down. It doesn't matter. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul, the master of my fate, the captain. Those are very visual words. Everybody knows what a captain is. A captain is a leader. You're the leader of your soul. But wait, 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 wait. Let me go back. What did he say about soul at the beginning? His soul is unconquerable because he is the master and the captain of his soul. That's self-responsibility right there. You can't blame anybody for the circumstances that you are in if you read and you take in the advice and the the warnings and the uh uh uh, the premonition and the uh direction that sir william ernest henley uh put out in this poem invictus so please uh if you have a son or a daughter if uh if you're having a tough time at work i encourage you all to take this poem type it up copy and paste it put it up in your cubicle put it up in your wall You know, put it up on your exercise bike and, uh, you know, let it play in your headphones, something, because uh, I really feel this could help us out in some of the times that we're in. So that's all the time I have for today. Um, Don't forget to visit the Idea of Manhood. Uh, Hit me up on iTunes. I need all y'all to rate, to comment, to share it. You know, let me know how I'm doing. I got to get this thing popping and, and, and get some sponsorships. Uh, we're still moving in the right direction. Listenership is still up. I'm getting a lot of eyes where I need them to be and lining them up and knocking them down. Because I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Y'all have a good one. I'll hide your names, The idea of manhood. Five mics. Peace.